what made you want to go out on your own? What made you to decide um, to go out, go out? Well, during this time with Dennis, my mom got really sick. Um, she ended up getting cancer. Um, and when, it, when I was there, it was like, Hey, I need time to go back and forth to go home to, you know, see her, be with her and all that. And, um, anyways, I, I was kind of in the talks of like saying, Hey, I'm pretty good at what I do. You know, I'm, I've, I've worked my way up to this. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I'm thinking about starting my own company, you know, I come back to Washington area and hopefully get up in the, you know, whole Southeast Iowa part. And they're like, yeah, you should, you know, you should do that. And my, my mom was the, she was huge. You know, she wanted me to do it so bad and all that. And, uh, so that's, that's really what drove me back home. Um, she ended up passing away before I was able to start my, start my company. But, um, I just really wanted her to, you know, see, yep. see what I was doing. And I wanted to, um, make her proud. Basically, yeah. my mom was a big factor in starting the starting the company on my own. I just I told her I was interested in it. She was all for it, and um, so I said, "I'm going to go do it." You know, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's something I wanted. It wasn't it wasn't fully just because I wanted to make her proud, but right. it was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. All of the food we eat and much of the clothing we wear comes from plants and animals that are raised on farms. Farms are different in type, in size, and even in name. Welcome to Barn Talk. What happens at the barn stays at the barn until now. We're going to let it all out for you guys. Today, we got a good one. Our guest today is an example of the kind of hustling and determination that gives us hope. We're going to dive into the backstory of this young business owner and try to pull out a few nuggets that you can apply in your own endeavors. But first, pay the fee. If you guys get any value from the show, share it out with your friends, coworkers, family, uh, employees, whatever. We're trying to grow this thing, do some good in this world. And the ticket to admission to watch or listen to the show is just sharing it. If you get any value, we don't, we don't run ads for the show. We don't run ads to promote the show. It's all organic. And that's the way we kind of like to do things. So share it out. Also leave a review on Spotify or Apple. That also helps us out a lot. So we're up to 200 on Spotify, 220 on Spotify and like 108 on apple so we see those we appreciate every single one of you guys that are doing that too that's growing helps us out so you want a market update i do i think everybody does <sighs> i tell you what i'm kind of bushed out i had a long day yesterday i had i went to the uh isu swine day and i had to speak and it was very it's draining when you're the last person you go to a deal where there's speakers all day and then you're the last person to speak and so you have all this angst build up and then when you're done, I mean, you're practically exhausted by the time you start. Just if you're like me, because you get nervous. And I was awfully nervous, and I don't know why I was nervous, because it was really simple, and um, I had a pretty short speech to do. But anyway, it was a good time, and I thank you for the people at ISU for taking pity on me. And but I fit their budget. That was the main. I think that was the main deal. I fit their budget for a speaker, so um, I know my place in the world. Um, today's market update. Um, I'm leaving oil in here because uh, energy prices are a big deal. So oil doesn't change a whole lot, though. It's $109 a barrel. Corn's cut, dropped back a little bit. But I'll tell you what, I was driving north yesterday, and the crops don't look that good when you get to northern Iowa. Um, up around the Ames area, I saw a field of beans that was just barely out of the ground. So 
I think they've been a lot wetter than we are down here. And the crop report came out, and I think I think it was the corn was pretty good. But if we don't get some rain around southeast Iowa, it's going to start looking tough pretty fast. Anyway, uh, corn's about seven fifty locally right now. Beans um, six seventy two. This is an odd one. So today beans are six seventy two at Meeker's on the Illinois side, and they're six seventy two at ADM in Burlington. So same price. So you can make uh, no money by driving across the bridge. That doesn't happen very often. Bean meals, 470 tons. So I did get the price on bean meal because last week we were talking about uh, feed prices. And uh, friend of the show, Sutton, he updated me. Yeah, I think. That's right. Sutton. That's his name. Um, He keeps tabs on all things uh, feed related. And he told me that hog feed... Finished hog feed, and I'm assuming this is like fat hog feed, not nursery feed, because it's a little higher. Uh, $365 a ton. So that tells you, um, and I should be able to tell you off the top of my head how many ton of feed it takes to, or how many pounds of feed it takes to feed a pig. Well, I'm assuming it's like 800, 900 pounds, because if it's a three to one ratio, I don't want to do math. It's too early. Um, wheat, 868. Hogs are $109. So they're, their drop, but it's because it went to a new month. Cattle's one thirty-three. Tesla back down six seventy-three. Uh, bye bye bye. Um, Ethereum thousand fifty dollars. Bitcoin was working up. It was twenty-two thousand. They knocked her back down nineteen thousand. Bye bye bye. Uh, and I threw MP Materials in there. So MP Materials is near and near and dear to my heart. It, it sounds it stands for Mountain Pass, which is the name of the mine that they own. So it is the only rare earth mineral mine in North America. So all the crap that goes into magnets um, and a lot of stuff that goes in trace minerals that go in batteries and I can't remember what else. Um, maybe computer chips. About seventy percent of that comes from China which is not a good thing when you think about all the uh, national defense products that need magnets and lasers. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of stuff goes into making lasers. Anyway, Mountain Pass is the only mine in North America, and they it got bought and it went public, and they're expanding it. And I think long-term, MP Materials is going to be a very valuable company. So there's your little tidbit. This is not financial advice. Sawyer was already pot. He was ready to jump on that because I was just going to ask you: Is this financial advice? <laughs> yeah, Sawyer, you are on top of it. Sawyer doesn't even take my financial advice, so you shouldn't either. This is just I do. My own I'm, I am in MP Materials a little bit. I won't lie. Yeah. So maybe I'm, next I'm week about that stock too. Same here. Maybe next week we'll have some other uh, oddball deal to talk about. Feel better now that you got that. Oh, hey, I do have I do have a shameless plug yeah, I want to do. So yesterday at Swine Day, one of the main reasons I wanted wanted to go there is because they had Peter Zion speak, and Peter Zion is a geopolitical analyst. I think is his claim to fame, and he does a lot with demographics and geography and like the availability of uh, resources. energy resources within different parts of the world. And he has a brand new book out. And it's called uh, The End of the World is Just the Beginning, and it's for, it's his fourth book. And he was nice enough, he was nice enough to sign my book. So thank you, Peter, for that. Uh, shameless plug, because I'm trying to get him to come on the podcast, so I'm going to send him this clip and make him feel guilty. But heck of a nice guy, and uh, if you want to be... If you want to not be able to sleep at night for a few days, uh, just listen to one of his... He's been on all kinds of podcasts. He's been... I think he's been on Rogan. I'm not... 
100% sure on that, but he's been on Pomp. Um, he's been on Anthony Pompliano's deal, and a few other people have had him on. And smart, smart guy. And uh, he has some. He has a different worldview than most people, and it's it's uh, it's good for some people, and it's not good for some others. So anyway, I think that's it. I think I've got enough. I've yeah. gone far enough. Do you have coffee this morning? Oh, you bet I did. A whole pot of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get to your level right now. Yeah. Well, you're I'm about drinking my coffee. Sawyer's about five cups behind. I was thinking mimosas this morning or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, this almost should be a hangover edition because the boys went boating yesterday. Yeah, I went boating. Our, my good buddy went, took us all out, and I drank too much. I had a little too much fun. I could tell it was, a, it was a, when uh, I got the first, the first words out of Sawyer, you can always tell because it's a, it's a deep... Yeah. Very short syllable words when uh, Sawyer's not at his best. All right. So we're going to get into it, folks. We got an awesome guest on here. Uh, This is a good buddy of mine that I've been friends with for a long, long time. Grew up with him and kind of just we're kind of doing this thing, entrepreneurship a little bit together. We kind of went on our own path and we're going to get into all of that nitty gritty stuff today. But really good friend of the show. Listens to the show good friend of mine. He's been a family friend for a long time. He's came to our house. Hell, I can't even tell you how many times. So it's awesome to have a friend on the show, get a meet, get, get a meet a friend of mine. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to get into it. Matt Roeder, welcome to the show. Welcome to Barn Talk. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Glad to be here. Finally. <laughs> you know, yeah. We're talking about this for like a couple, a year. Mo- couple yeah. months now, or mm-hmm. maybe longer, longer. But I know we've been trying to schedule and we're just like, ah, oh. Can't do it this week. Can't do it this week. Matt's played a few hands of poker at the uh, barn talk table, but he's never had the microphones on for a... Yeah, well, that's the funny thing. So I've had friends up here, and we've been drinking and playing poker or something, and not for any money, but... Just for fun. Just for fun. And uh, we just turn these mics on, because the podcast stuff's up here, so we'll just turn the mics on, we'll just act like we're having a podcast yeah. playing poker it's kind of fun we're actually thinking we should just post this yeah one. you should just record it <laughs> that get, would be get into some good conversations and that would be pretty good actually yeah. Yeah. so this isn't matt's first rodeo on these mics but first live shot we could throw out an audio only version of that sometime yeah that'd be funny that'd be I pretty know. good i think people some people's ears would start bleeding well we'd have to make we'd have to put a disclaimer on it all right matt so tell the people what you do as far as what you're doing now, what your company is, and, you know, shout out, shout yourself out a little sure. bit. So my company is called Rotor Epoxy. Um, what we do is a lot of garage floors, um, full flake systems, uh, metallics, stain and seals, just concrete coatings is what it is. Um, it's not specifically just concrete. You can go over wood, you know, stuff like that, but concrete garages, patios, basements, that's my main thing that I'm doing right now. Nice. How in the okay? Where so, can people uh, find you first? Um, big thing right now is Facebook. If you just get on Facebook and type in Rotor Epoxy, all my all my work is up on there. You kind of get to get to know who we are. Um, got a lot of pictures of uh, my brother helps me out. He does great work. Shout out to Kyle. But um, there's, it just shows we, we really want to get the customers to know who we are. So. We got a lot of stuff of Kyle and I both on the on the Facebook and got a call button or something that people Correct. can hit. Yep. 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 
Yeah, people Google, can reach out. You can just Google it as well. And it, Google our, me. Our information comes up and just has the call button, um, email. All, all we'll the, put all of Matt's stuff in the link in the description if or the description if you guys want to check it out. Yeah. Facebook, his, his number, all that stuff. So if you want to get your floor done or whatever, shout out to Matt. Give him a call. By tomorrow, there'll be some jackass out there that's got a got a – uh, name rotor epoxy with one extra R trying to see it, steal right. your Google searches, yeah, rotten I, bastards. That's all right. That's all right. <sighs> okay. So you, uh, this is what you're doing. And you, you kind of, you worked for somebody else that was doing this before you went out on your own. Correct. But let's back the truck up. Okay. So when you were, when you were at the age where you were trying to decide, what am I going to do? Did you wake up one morning and go, you know what? I bet you I could make a bunch of money epoxy in basement floors. <laughs> no, no. So what So what was your thought process? Like, so, what did you, how did you think your time after high school, what, what was your plan? Just tell them the fucking story, man. <laughs> just say, well, how it's, the it's hell did of, you get to where you it, are now? It's kind of a long, short story, if I mean, that's why we've got this podcast. Right. right. Um, so I was all started out in high school. I was, um, wasn't a big fan of school, you know, but whatever. Anyways, I just got a part-time job at Fairway, uh, the grocery store here in town and, um, started working in the meat department. I think I was, it was 16 years old. I want to say 16 and back in the meat department, you can't use any of the equipment or the you know, the saws or anything like that if you're below the age of 18. So I remember being younger because I'd always have to ask some of the older guys back there to, hey, can you come slice four pieces of cheese for this customer because I wasn't able to use it, and they get so mad at me, and you know. But anyways, started out, um, started out back there, and going through high school, I wasn't a fan of school, like I said, and didn't really care to go off to college, but um, – my mom and dad kind of told me, hey, just go try it out. You know, we'd like to see you go go to school and all that. And anyways, so I go off. I go to Hawkeye Community College up in Waterloo as I'm working for Fairway. So I got transferred up to Waterloo. Um, so they were able to give me a job at Fairway while I was still up there. And actually, it was I was working in Cedar Falls but going to school in Waterloo. So Hawkeye Community College and University of Northern Iowa kind of had a deal where you can live in the dorms at UNI and then still go to Hawkeye. Um, but anyways, was working up there. And um, at the time, sorry to cut you off, no, but at good. the time, you were kind of banking on Fairway. Correct. Like, so That was so, your... So when I got up there, I realized school... Really was, wasn't for uh, you. I, I hated it, you know? So I'm like, well, Fairway's a good... You know, you can work your way up in Fairway and make a really good living. Yeah. A damn good living. Six-figure job. But the hours were getting to me. You know, I would, I'd go in at 11 o'clock on a Saturday, 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, and have to work till 2 in the morning because you close, you know. So mm-hmm. you'd work like a 11 to 4, 5 to 9 is when they close. But people don't realize on Saturdays when you close, you have to clean out the case. So we make sure all, all the meat was good and put it in the back in the fridge, and then you power washing out the the, the meat case and yep. making sure it's all clean and you're there for an extra two, three hours at night. And just, it just being a college kid, you know, you're in a college town and you're working Saturday night till 1am. It's like, this 
It's really got on me. And I'll also but, say, in high school, always, Matt has always worked really, really hard. You've always worked. Yeah, it's You've always, and when you were at Fairway in high school, it was the same thing. You worked right. a lot. Right. And it, it was awesome to see, obviously. it's a We respect the shit out of it, yeah. but... It, it took up a lot of my time. Though. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I my manager up in Cedar Falls was really good, and there was actually assistant manager at the same same store. Well, in Cedar Falls, they built a new store while I was up there, and I was um, able to go transfer to that store and help open it and all that and, you know, get it going. Um, then I, my time in Cedar Falls, Waterloo, wasn't my best. Didn't really care for it. Um, didn't. People up there just weren't for me, you know. School wasn't for me, so I was talking to my parents, saying, "Hey, school sucks and all that." And they're like, "Well, why don't you try go living with your buddy um, over in Des Moines, transfer over to DMAC?" So I'm like, "Okay." So I go over to DMAC and get done with my first semester there, living with my buddies, my buddies. And um, anyways, I found out that all my credits from Hawkeye. Didn't really transfer into DMAC very well because there were two different programs. And I found out that I had to go do another year. Retake. Right. And in the meantime, I'm I'm at this point I'm working full time for Fairway in, in Ankeny now. Um, because I got transferred there to be able to have, still have a job and go yeah. to school. But so I'm going full time school and work. And um I, I realized that not all my credits transferred over, so they're like, hey, you're going to have to take another year of school. And I'm just like, I'm done. I, I couldn't do it anymore. I went home to mom and dad, and they were supportive of it. You know, they're just like, okay, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, Fairway's not working out for me either at this time. I'm just kind of tired. Burned out. I'm burned out of it, you know, working. You know, I was there for two and a half, three years, I think, 16 to 19, so three years. Um, yeah, and you were, they wanted, I mean, you, I remember you telling us, I mean, you could have probably worked your way up pretty yeah, easily. Yeah, I was, I was talking with supervisors and um, there was a nice gentleman from around here that is a vice president of Fairway. Um, so I was talking with him and he was very motivated. Fairway's growing at the time. They need employees and I probably could have got my own store being a manager by this time now, you know, being 22 and having my own store would, would have been awesome, you know, making six figures a year, but the... The workload was a lot, you know, people think, oh, you're just working at a grocery store, you know, but it, it's, it's a lot of work. So, I mean, dealing with all the customers is tough and, um, you know, I want that, I want that ribeye. And then you reach far up in the case and, you know, which is fine. I, I totally understand. But, um, anyways, just kind of got burned out of the fairway deal. Um, so while I'm working at fairway, um, in Ankeny, this, this, Guy walks up, he's ordering pork chops. Right? I like him already. Yeah, big Iowa thick cut pork chops. I remember it to this day because I had just filled in like four rows of these pork chops and um, we're having a deal on them. And he comes up and he says, oh, I'll take like six of those. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, I'm trying to look for a new job at this time as well. Keep that in mind. And he kind of wanders off and he realizes, wow, that was super cheap. So he comes back, he's like, I want all of them. Give me everything you got. I'm like, everything? Like, even in the back, he's like, everything. I'm like, all right, give me some time and I'll do it. Anyways, he's standing there because he's done grocery shopping. We start talking and um, I see his logo right up here on his chest. And I just asked, hey, what, what do you do? 
you know? And he's like, well, I own my own epoxy company. I'm like, what's epoxy? You know, like I, I wasn't very educated and I had no idea. And he's like, oh, we do garage floors and basements and patios and some commercial stuff and all that. And I was like, you hiring? And he's like, you want a job? I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, as, as we're open in fairway, my manager's <laughs> like right behind me and he's like listening into this conversation. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take your name and number and I'll call you tomorrow. And, um, He's like, okay, you know, so he writes down his name and number, hands it to me, and then I go get chewed out in the back by my manager, right, at Fairway. But um, anyways, what, I... What did he say? Well, he's just like, you know, you, 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 you're good at what you do here. You can go a long ways in Fairway, you know. It would be a shame if you left here and did all that. And I'm like, sorry, man, I just I can't do it anymore. My heart's not in it. Yeah, I'm not, I don't love it. So, and was the indicator to ask him what he does because he bought all the freaking pork chops? Does that just not happen very Usually often? Usually that's a sign of well, intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. I was just, I seen, I, honestly, I just seen the logo on his shirt. I don't know what drove me. Nice guy. You know, he seemed like, hey, I could work with this guy, you know. Yep. Anyways, he just had this logo, and that what kind of, that's what drove me to ask him. Um, do, you, do you think that, so... Not to stop you again, but fairway. What do you think your biggest takeaway as far as skill wise? What did you gain from fairway? Uh, definitely customer service. Um, having you know some in the Ankeny, that's very rich, preppy area. You know, um, so sometimes there's people they ask, they will receive very specific know? about yes, what they that, want. Exactly, exactly. So sometimes it can come off a little harsh. Yeah, but um, just the way of dealing with people, the small talk that you can get into, um, just really making those little connections with uh, everyday people um, where they go and grocery shopping and every time they come to the meat counter, they're like, oh, I want to go to that one. Yeah. You know, I want to go to him because he talks, I know he him. talks to me. Yeah, I, I know him. Mm -hmm. you know, he talks to me. We get along well. and Yeah, that's all another thing that I think you have really down really well is people skills. Yeah. Having that having that three years of just talking to people. I mean, yeah. you've always had really good people skills, but I think that even gave it to you even more because, and that's something that's I lack in nowadays in young guys out there. Cause we don't communicate, you know, kids are always on their phones. Now yeah. you don't go out and get out. And that's, it's rare to find kids that actually have people skills and hell. Do you know what, you know what it really drove me when I went off to college and didn't know anybody, we'd get in the elevator and everyone would just hop on their phone and not look at you and not pay attention to who you are. And it's like, how rude. I'm mm -hmm. standing right here. Yep. So I would speak up, be like, hey, how's, how's it going, guys? You know, and I met a lot of people just doing that. In the elevator. In the elevator. You know, just kind of giving that first impression where it's like, are you going to talk to me or not? You know, yep. and I just think it's more rude not to say anything than to say something, you know. it's. Mm -hmm. But anyways, yeah, so I was working at Fairway and uh, – uh, Dennis is his name. He came up to me and I asked him, he gave me his phone number and everything. And I said, I'll call you tomorrow. So, um, the next day I call him and he's, yeah, I'll call you later. You know, like he seemed busy. He didn't really care. He wasn't expecting it. I right. guess. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine. Well, day went by and I didn't hear a phone call back. So I said, I'm calling him again. And I called him. He's like, man, you're really, interested in this aren't you i'm like 
yeah, I'm trying to get out of fairway. I want something different. You know, I'm, I want this, you know? And he said, all right, meet me at the shop and we'll talk. And anyways, I get to the shop. He's not there. (laughs) So I call him again and be like, Hey Dennis, I'm at, I'm at the shop. Um, here for an interview or whatever you wanted to call it. It wasn't really a interview, just kind of a meet and greet, I guess. Um, He's like, oh, man, you're all, you actually showed up. You're there, you know? And he, so he meets me at the shop, and um, I talked to him. I talked to him, and uh, he gave me the chance, you know? He, he said, yeah, I'll give you the job and all that. And so it just kind of took off from there. And just the little connection that you made at Fairway. Yeah, it paid is, off. Is, that guy, I owe him a lot because I wouldn't be where I am if it weren't for him today. So. Yeah, I'll also say that and I've told you this many times and if, excuse if you guys hear a little bit of a background noise I think it just started raining and so if you hear a little bit of it's the rain on top of the roof of the barn so, it's the Lord smiling on us yeah so just bear with us there it might stop it might not so we're just going to keep on keeping on but one thing and I've told you this before Matt is I don't think you I, I mean I think you give yourself credit on that story but you took the initiative the whole way on that whole thing like yeah. You asked him about the job. You had to call him three times right. to make sure that you get the job. You know how many people just give up after like once? Yeah. Oh, he didn't answer. I'm not going to call him. Right. You know. And so it's just a testament. You're, you're. It was you were resilient and you wanted it and you went after it. And there's so many people that just would have quit. Yeah, and I think it's very telling his reaction to when you called when you called him and you were at the shop, and he said, "Oh shit." You actually showed up. It makes you wonder how many kids, how many people have called him about talking to him about a job and then never shown up to where he was right. like, eh, I don't know if that kid's going to show up right. or not. And he, he just looked at me as like a meathead, and, yeah. you know, in Fairway. You know, he yeah. didn't expect, you know, it's it's concrete work. It's not it's not yeah. easy. So when you go and he sees a young guy and, you know, I'm sure his he wasn't thinking, wow, this guy's going to be, He's actually going to stick around and be worth a shit. Yeah. You know, he's he's thinking, oh, it's just another young guy, saw my logo and see, he, maybe seen my trailer around town or something and wants a job. And then when he finds out how hard it is, he probably ain't going to pan out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I told them, I said, I only want, because I was, I was going to school, and I said, I only want like 20 hours a week because I was working full time for Fairway, and I, you know, I'm still focusing on school, trying to get done with that and everything, but. I told them I only want 20, 25 hours a week and all that. And anyways, I picked up on it fast and he's like, uh, I need you. Like, I, I need you big time. And not so you got the job. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. He, yeah. He said, all right, you're hired. Let's, let's do this. And I quit fairway on my, uh, my birthday, my 19th birthday. And then I started the following Monday for, for Dennis at Hensley concrete coatings up in Ankeny. So, so what was the learning curve like on that? Because you didn't know any, you didn't know anything about uh, it. Yeah, so he had a guy working with him um, for him at the time. It was, he only had one employee when I showed up, and very quiet, um, quiet guy. Um, he's hard to talk to when you first meet him, you know. So <laughs> this is this is kind of funny too. But uh, Dennis warned me. He said, you know, he's he, he might not talk to you much, but just pay attention to what he does and learn from how he does things, and then you do it. And I'm like okay, whatever. So go to the first job and I'm, I'm with him and he's not really talking to me. I'm trying to start conversation and 
So the first day was rough because he, he was a quiet guy, really, and didn't talk to me and um, just didn't show me how to do anything. So he just did it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So then I would just do things that I think I should be doing. You know, I see him, I see him cleaning out cracks and with a little five-in-one tool, and I'm like, okay, I'll grab one and, you know, just kind of mimic what he's doing. But um, – Anyways, after a couple of days, I finally got tired of him not talking to me, and I said, Clint, um, I'm going to keep trying to talk to you as much as I can, and you're going to talk to me is what I said, and you're going to teach me how to do this. And I was nice about it. You know, I didn't come off mean, but I'm like, I got to have you talk to me if I'm going to be with you all day. And he's like, huh, all right, you know, and then, <laughs> you know, and he's like, maybe you're not that bad. So, yeah. so then – I still talk to him to this day and he yeah. didn't stick around. He was maybe there, maybe there a year when I was there. Um, so he didn't stick around the whole time I was there, but I still talk to him to this day and he's a great guy you know? Good. and he warms up to you. He was just quiet at first, you yeah. know, and which is fine. Well, I think he was just, he, he had to respect you. Yeah. Well, and you don't know how many, how many people he had that Ex- they had hired. Exactly. That didn't pan out. Didn't stick around. He wasn't going to waste his time. Exactly. That happens a lot. You get people that are, have a job, and, for a while that know something and, and they, I, I witnessed that with fairway you know yeah. you get a high school kid come in and he's like oh i don't want to cut meat i don't want to deal with this and then yeah. two weeks later he's gone so I, d- I did understand why he was quiet and all that but yeah he's a great guy I still talk to him to this day so i'm working for dennis at this time and okay well just fast forward i i end up getting this part-time 20 hours a week and he's like hey i could really use you all that um so at this time he's, he's paying me pretty well starting out, you know, and I'm like, you know, I could, I can go off on my own. I don't need school to have this. So I ended up not going back to school after I found out after I had credits didn't exactly. And that really pissed me off. And I just said, I'm, I'm done. You know, I was gonna do my two years, get out. And I did my two years and I said, I needed to do another one. I'm just like, I no, not for me. Can't do this anymore. So I go home to mom and dad, and they were like, well, what, what are you going to do? You know, I'm like, well, I met this guy. I'm going to go work for him. And they're like, you sure? Dad was, dad seemed a little disappointed because my dad's a school teacher. Um, he's a shop teacher at the high school, and he's like, you know, you need to go to school. You need to get a degree and all that. And anyways, he, he wasn't like disappointed. He just like, you know, you sure? You know, very protective, I guess, is what you want to say. Um, and my mom was just like, hey, if that's what you want to do. I mean, you got to be happy, go do it. I'm like, perfect, you know. So she was she was very supportive of it, and so was Dad. He he loved it. He he loved that I was working with my hands and yep. getting into a trade and stuff like that. And um, anyway, so I quit school, started working for Dennis full-time, um, getting 40, 50, 60, sometimes 70 hours a week. You know, it, it ended up, we got busy fast. So I started out with Dennis, and um, when he was small, it was very, very small. So I was able to see when I started from the time I left, I was able to see him go from like 200K a year in sales to 1.2 million within the three, three and a half years wow. I was there with him. So I was, I was there for the whole thing and was able to see him grow. Um, so started, you know, I, I worked my way up from just a little part time to, Ended up being a foreman slash salesman. That's what it said on my business card, but I was more of just a foreman. Yeah. You know? But, so you were running jobs. Right. I was a crew leader, basically. Um, so I'd go to the job, and I would have two guys with me or one guy or three guys at one point. And 
we all worked together very well. Um, you know, sometimes you had your ups and downs with mm-hmm. working with people and all that. But what's, um, what's your advice to somebody that's working a job like that and they want to move up in the ranks? Like, what'd you do? What'd I, you do to move up in that company? I asked a million questions. I wanted to know everything about the epoxy. As I, I, lo- I ended up falling in love with what it, what it was. I loved the fact that you could turn just an ordinary garage, concrete garage, and put a nice colored flake, epoxy flake system on the floor, and it changed the whole look of the garage. Yep. And I found that out right away. So I just was asking millions of questions. Hey, what should I do here? What, why don't we do this? I was given ideas, and they're... My own ideas turned into being like, hey, that's the way we're going to do things now because that's a great idea that, you know, that's what makes the floor look better and stuff like that. So really it was just put your head down and go, you know, ask questions, be eager to learn, be eager to just act like you want to be there really is what I got from it. Um, And that was with anything, even when I was with Fairway, you know, I, I ended up having my own night to close where you had to be full-time to be able to do that. And I was doing that as a part-time employee in high school. I'd have my own night to close and have, have people older than me, you know, kind of. Telling them what to do. Right, yeah. I was kind of the boss of them, if, if that's what you want to say. But, yeah, just being eager to learn is really the main thing that you need to do to be able to work your way up. Yeah, I a lot of people say uh, if you're going to do something, do it the best you possibly can right. and even well, if you're a fry cooker at mcdonald's cook the best fucking fries you possibly can because if everyone's commenting on how good those fries are people are going to take notice but it's of, also it's also just a, a self-awareness thing i guess a self-ego thing it's like man you look at it, like i half-assed that one it's like well why yeah well, why why why'd you do that it's I, I just couldn't get myself to be like not doing the best that I could. I yeah. guess that's my mindset. It's like everything that I do, I want to have it be the best that it can be. Um, well, you treated your job like you were an owner, like right. you had skin right. in the game. Right. Well, you and treated lo- every floor like it's my own. Yeah. And yeah. to this day, that's kind of the way that I, in my own company that I own now, it's, I, you know, my brother is working for me and I, I tell him like, when you come into a job site, you treat it like it's your own floor. You yeah. know, what'd you want? You know, if you get a little epoxy up on the wall, I'm saying we're not here painting the walls. We're here, we're here epoxy in the floor. I'm like, would you want that in your in your house or yeah. in your garage? You know, it, well, no. Well, we got to clean it up then. You know, I can't have that. Yeah. So, I'm not a, I'm not like a tight. You know, I'm not a freak about it. But it's also like, come on, you know, you yep. you want it to be nice for him and treat it like it's your own. Yeah, that's how you get more business. So you moved up in the ranks. You got you. So it seems like so you get more pay. You get more hours, yep. more pay. Yep. You're up at the top. Overtime was nice. Overtime. Yeah. So, what made you want to go out on your own? What made you to decide um, to go out, go out? Well, during this time with Dennis, my mom got really sick. Um, she ended up getting cancer. Um, and when it, when I was there, it was like, hey, I need time to go back and forth to go home to, you know, see her, be with her, and all that. And, um, anyways. I, I was kind of in the talks of like saying, Hey, I'm pretty good at what I do. You know, I'm, I've, I've worked my way up to this. I'm, I'm doing well. Um, I'm thinking about starting my own company. You know, I come back to Washington area and hopefully get up in the you know whole Southeast Iowa part. And they're like, yeah, you should, you know, you should do that. And my, my mom was the, she was huge. You know, she wanted me to do it so bad and all that. And, uh, so that's, that's really what drove me back home. Um, she ended up passing away before I was able to start my 
start my company, but um, I just really wanted her to, you know, see yep. see what I was doing, and I wanted to um, make her proud, basically. Yep. So, yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were lucky in the fact that the guy you were working for wasn't right. He was supportive of yeah, it. He yeah. wasn't a so dick about I, it. Yeah, he when my mom got really bad and you know, hospice came in and stuff. He, he actually gave me, um, like two whole weeks when I was home with my, you know, during her passing and stuff, he gave me a whole two weeks home with her. To, and he paid me the whole time. And yep. granted I was hourly, you know, so he, he didn't have to pay me. You know, I yeah. wasn't on a salary job. I was just hourly. So, and he was nice enough and I got a lot of respect for Dennis. And like I said, I wouldn't be where I am without him. So yeah. he, he did help me out and gave me a lot of time off to be able to go home and see my family and be with them during the hard time. And, um, yeah, I, I, it was very nice of him to still be able to pay me while I was gone and, um, just be there for me. You know, yeah. it was, it wasn't just the pay aspect. It was right. calling me every day. Hey, how's she doing? Hey, uh, we're thinking of you. You know, he sent flowers to the funeral and you know, yep. everything. It, it really just showed the kind of man that he was of just, not only being the boss, but being a mentor and just being a straight up good guy. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. It was very nice of him. So my mom was a big factor in starting the, starting the company on my own. I just, I told her I was interested in it. She was all for it. And, um, so I said, I'm going to go do it, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. it's something I wanted. It wasn't, it wasn't fully just cause I wanted to make her proud, but right. it was something that I wanted to do. Yeah. You, you know? saw the potential of it. Right. I seen how well my boss, Dennis, did for himself and yep. um and he was very granted I, i'll backtrack when i when i ended up leaving dennis um he threw a little going away party for me and stuff and after the party i stayed back and talked to him and he, he said matt if you don't go start your own company down there i'm gonna come find you and <laughs> you know and then he says and you don't want that you know yeah. and like so he was very very supportive he yeah. says you love what you do um go go start it, go change the way of your life. You know, he was paying me good. Don't get me wrong. Um, there was nowhere else I could go to get paid right that being in that industry. But, um, he said, go do it. Just, yeah. do you think that's super important when you're trying to make those big decisions is having people in your circle? Like, it just sounds like your mom, Dennis, I mean, I know our friend group, we have a really, we have a yeah, really our, tight our niche friend, friend group. group is it's, not just an ordinary friend group where you go mess around. It's it's like, hey, I got this idea, or this is how we can better ourselves. It and it's not just, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's, man, so happy for you that you're doing that. Here's here's some advice um, that I've experienced. Maybe you can put it into this. And I am that that our friend group is means the world to me. Without without our friend group, it's. It'd be tough to do what I do yeah. because it's yep. a it's a risk to go out and start your own company. And Sawyer, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you you your path is totally different. It, it's yeah. totally different. Mm -hmm. it, it's not the ordinary thing. And having friends by your side, being like, "Oh, you can do it." You know, yeah. you, you don't need school for it. You don't mm -hmm. need to go. You know, that's that's huge to have people on your side and want you to win. Yeah, so. yeah. I go ahead. <laughs> So not to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt. So this is a good, this is a good for you older people out there. This is a good parent. This is a good parent advice for you. So Sawyer and his friends group and Matt, they have come a long ways. 
So when your kids are young, I used to have a saying that all of them together are dumber than any of them by themselves. Because when they would be at, at our house, I would go to the top of the stairs that go, leads down to the basement. And I would just sit there, and they didn't know I was there. And I would just, just listen. I'm just finding this out now. I would just listen to them. And the freaking ideas that they would come up with of stuff to do, some of it deviant stuff, but just like ideas. They had these ideas, and I can't even think of any off the top of my head, but I would just sit there and I would shake my head, and then I would have to get up because I'd almost start laughing out loud, and I would tell Trish, I'm like, those guys, I mean, it's bad enough, some of the shit they come up on their own, but when they're together, I said, it's just, it's insanity. (laughs) But that... I'm convinced that that relationship that you all had and your ability to just spitball stuff, you guys still all do that today. And now it's evolved to you support each other and you feed off each other and you give each other advice. And the, and the beginning of that was clear back then. And so, you know, if, if I, if you wind back the clock, I didn't really do anything to encourage that, but you didn't kill it either. I didn't kill it either. And, you know, as a parent, if you can, if your friend, if your kids got a group of friends and they're, you know, they're dreaming up silly, silly crap, don't stomp that. Let it go. And if anything, you know, if, unless they're the kind of group, sometimes when, when a parent shows up, they all shut up and they don't say anything. But if they, you know, if you can be encouraging to that, good things will come yeah, of it. I mean, Good th- <laughs> to an extent, if they're, do- if they're dreaming up shit like how to burn the school down, yeah, then you probably should step in and yeah. kill that. Yeah. But Full disclaimer: I'm not. If it's like we did one time when we were in, I don't know, middle school, we had the bright idea to, to raise chickens. Oh, oh yeah, and That's we went right. out and raised chickens. Yeah. But you know, we talk about this to the about that to this day about. How entrepreneur that really was, though. Yeah, when we were like, tw- I don't know what, we were 13, 14. Uh, yeah. And we were, I mean, that was a dumb idea. We learned real easy, real quick. That was stupid as hell. We didn't have any of the feet. You know, it was just dumb. Dumb. Dude, you liked didn't it. kill it. Yeah. No, didn't kill I didn't it. kill it. I no, let him do it. You let us do it. We learned, and you didn't yep. kill our spirit. Many, so, yeah. How many chickens did we get up I don't to? know. It I was, thought it was like 60 chickens. <laughs> I don't know, but I know that. The idea that, was to sell eggs to the, all the people in our local town here. Yeah. But it, it didn't. Couldn't, couldn't compete with the old fairway. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. So stupid. But, yeah, no, I was going to talk on what Matt said, and that was a good point, Dad. Uh, it's. It's so it's so important to have people in your circle that don't that leave their ego at the door and can give you honest feedback and support your wins and then you know they support you and you support them yep. with no cuz there's a lot of times you talk to get people and you say what you're doing and they don't give a shit and they don't say anything they kind of act like they care but they don't because they ask. Because they, they what, ask. What are you up to right. nowadays? You know, yep. it's like, oh, I'm doing this. And then they try to one-up you. Right. Mm-hmm. What I love about what we do and what our friend group is, when you tell me something about you, the success of your business, I don't take it as like a personal attack on my ego that, hey, Matt's succeeding and I need to one-up him now right. with what I do. It's like, sweet. I'm happy for you, dude. Here's... That's awesome. That's a good way of saying that. That's a good, like yesterday, you had a really good sales call yeah. with a guy that, yeah. 
asked you a really hard question. You went through the whole scenario with Kiowa and I, and we were like, dude, that was a good answer. You answered that like perfectly. He put me on the spot, Torque. Yeah, he put yeah. him on the spot. And I was like, yeah. that was perfect. People do that. And yeah. that's so rare. If you can find a, gr- a friend group like that, that yeah. leaves their ego well, at the door. And, and, and I, I came to you guys and told you that because it's like, hey, I ended up selling the job. But what would have you said? Like, yeah. well, I, I want your intake on on what, what I could have said better or which way I should have taken that instead. Mm-hmm. Because I value their opinion. And mm-hmm. And the thing about our friend group is if I come to them and I say, um, hey, I got this idea, blah, 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 and if they don't like it, like if, if they'll be, I mean, they're honest. They're saying, hey, I, if you do it, I think you should go this route instead of what you're saying. And, and yep. then it makes you just change. Your gears are just turning the mm-hmm. entire time. So it's, it's nice to have that feedback where good or bad, not what you're expecting, mm-hmm. none of us get mad at each other about it. They're like, huh. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Maybe I should look into it more and think about it better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's so valuable and it's so hard to find. I mean, my, our friend group's pretty, the people that I talk business with is small, small group. Matt's one of those people. Yep. Kyle was one of those people. Uh, you know, my family's one of those people. Chip's one of those people, but other than that, you can't talk business with oh. everybody. You can't dream with everybody no. because either they'll shoot down your dreams or they, they won't get, leave their ego at the door. Exactly. Yeah. They get mad and they get jealous. Jealous. Yeah. And feel like that yeah. you're trying to come on as a, a, you could just genuinely be asking them, how, how could I do this better? And they take it the wrong way. And right. so I'll, I'll say that to anyone out there. You see it in my business ventures, Matt's business ventures, having people in your circle that tell you, do it, dude. You you got all the pieces. Do it. We're here to support you. That goes so far. Oh, yeah. goes so far. Because when I was telling you guys, I, I was on the fence about starting the business or not, because it's like, I'm, I'm making a good living working for this guy, and it's pretty risky. And you guys were like, do it. <laughs> do it. Like, come back around here to Washington. Um, just better yourself man what's the worst that's happened and and it's nice i'm a young guy so yeah. if if it doesn't work out um it's not looking like it won't work out but right um if it doesn't for some reason work out i'm i still have time to get back on my feet and do something else yep. mm-hmm. so that was the big factor of i think i think you told me that it's like hey you're young go if it doesn't work out then you got the rest of your life to fix mm-hmm. it and do something else so. i always say what are you going to regret on your deathbed Right. Are you going to regret this decision by not, if you don't do this, are you going to regret it and be in your deathbed one day or in the nursing home thinking with all your thoughts, man, I wish I would have done this or I wish I would have done that. I always do that when I make, trying to make a decision. Am I going to regret this when I'm in the nursing home with all my thoughts? Yeah. And if you are, do the damn thing. Yep. (laughs) Especially when you're young. It's a good, easy way to, I mean, it it is because regret is horrible. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to regret anything. Nope. I mean, I'm with you on that. So, Okay. Sorry, we went on a little bit of tangent there. No, I think it's I think good. It good. That's yeah. what makes podcasting good. So you went out on your own. Dennis well, was awesome. Yep. Go ahead. Dennis Dennis was awesome. Dennis. What you made the decision. You you decided, all right, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. What was the what was the hardest step in that process? Or um, if you can say one thing, because I'm sure a lot you you were starting from scratch. So the hardest thing was probably just getting started pulling the trigger exactly it's just like all right i'm, I'm here now i mean i've got to do it um and being in a smaller town word spreads fast so i got right away i got some pretty good business you know 
I, I, I didn't really lack um, trying to go out and find it. I just made a big Facebook post and it blew up because yep. um, all my friends shared it and everything like that. So um, the hardest part was um, realizing how much money it takes. Um, I went and got a small little business loan um, to buy equipment and stuff like that. And I, I, I had some money saved up. So I, a lot of it just came right out of my own pocket without taking a loan out or anything, which I think is a way to do it. If you yep. can, I don't, I mean, you don't want to, right. You don't want to take a loan out if you don't have to, but, um, yeah. So the hardest thing was just realizing how much money you really have to spend to go do a floor, you know, that comes out of your pocket at first to do that. You know, one of my first floors was, about, I mean, it was a huge, it was, it was a big floor. So, I mean, I think out of my own pocket, I spent like three grand on materials, Yep. you know, mm -hmm. and then you go and you make a little bit of profit on this other job to be able to pay, pay that off. And then I also, and hopefully everybody pays you on time. Exactly. Right. So it's, that's the hardest, honestly, the hardest part is just having the money to be able to start it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell them the story about, cause I remember you told me there was a day where you it was like a day that you said to yourself i made the right decision this is what i i did the right thing by starting this business and there was a day where you were like you were just so hyped that you did this yeah. what tell them that so because you were a little you know you got it going but you were still were a little like man did right, i did i because right. you were saying oh because did i do I was, the right thing i was only doing like one or two you know one one garage every t a week two weeks you yeah. know all that and um we made that big Facebook post and it blew up like over 20,000 people seen the, I mean, that's like three sizes of Washington. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it, it just blew up and my phone was ringing off the hook. I couldn't get off it. I was on it till nine, 10 o'clock at night, people calling me, emailing me, messaging me. And I had about two or three months booked out of work. And right then I'm like, all right, that's a that's some good money that's going to be coming in. Um, I think I made the right decision. Yep. Mm -hmm. So then that that was when I was up till ten o'clock, receiving phone calls and emails is when I was like, okay, yep, I I did it. Yeah, you did that. You made the right choice. I established something. You know. Yeah. So just talk a little bit about you're just. Talk a little bit about the epoxy business. You don't have to talk a ton about it, but I mean, if you want to get in the nitty gritty details, you can a little bit. No, I think what people be curious of, like everybody's seen these floors. Everybody's if if you don't have a garage floor that's been epoxy, yeah. What's the benefits? Yeah, sure. Like, um, benefit of it is really saving the concrete. Concrete's expensive and it's hard work to get done and everything. And um, so it's for one, it gives an aesthetic look. So um, it, 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 you come into your garage, you got a nice motorcycle or you got a nice vehicle sitting in there. It, it, it keeps it more clean. You don't get the concrete dust flying everywhere. Um, it's UV stable, so it doesn't yellow or amber over time. It's all chemical resistant. Um, so if you were to spill oil or yep. you get an oil leak in your car, you can go get a paper towel and just wipe it right up. So, there's a lot of benefits to it of saving the concrete, um, scratch resistant, slip resistant. So I don't know if you guys ever, if your floor ever sweats during the. Yep. Mine does terrible. And you walk out there and it's slick, yep. right? This, this saves that. I mean, this, the flake that's in the floor, it's a full flake. So the whole floor is just full of this flake. Um, and it has texture to it. So you're not slipping and falling. 
Um, that's a really big sales point because a lot of people during the winter, they come in and they have the salt and um, snow. snow on their car and it melts off when they pull in the garage. Um, I think it's really slick. Yep. And then that salt eats away concrete. Yep. Well, if you have an epoxy floor, it's all chemical resistant. So it saves your concrete and then you just squeegee and power wash it out. Yeah. So what's the process like? How, like how long does it take um, from the time somebody, you should, from the time you show up, how long does it take to do an, um, an average two-car garage? Um, it takes, really, it takes probably six hours. So you can do the whole thing in one day? No. No. So okay. it, it's a two-day process. So I come in there and I, I grind down the floor, um, patch all the cracks, the spalls. If there's concrete, you know, that's chipping up and stuff, I'll patch it with an epoxy substance that I have. and um, Then you, you lay down the, the epoxy at a thickness, five millimeter, 10 millimeter thickness, and then you broadcast the flake into it. Then you got to let it dry. And we broadcast the flake till the epoxy can't take anymore. So when I leave the first day, it looks like um, it looks like it's messy, it's clumpy because there's just piles of flake everywhere. So then people, some customers are like, oh man, this is not what I wanted. So you know, I make sure I go tell them that and I say, hey, tomorrow we, we will be back to clean up um, the all, extra. The, all the loose extra flake that's not bonded to the floor and then we'll put the, the clear top coat polyspartic on top, and it'll be a nice shiny, slick or sleek looking floor. Yep. Yeah. So it's only like a, it's it's technically a two day process because you have to wait for dry time. But the we are on the floor for three hours one day, two hours the next, or three hours. And I mean, just kind of depending on the size of the floor. And yeah. Um. So really, I can do two, three garages, start two or three garages one day, and then the next day come back and finish those three garages. And yeah. that's, I mean. That's the goal. Right, right. I want to be able to do six, seven, eight garages a week. And so as you grow, if the intention is to grow, like would would the same crew, are you thinking that, is it better to have the same crew that starts a garage, finish a garage, or do you have, Would is it better to have guys that prep a floor? So we were talking about this at my old company with Hensley. Um, he was in the talks of maybe having a prep crew and a finishing yep. crew. Um, it never ended up being that way, but I, I, the way I would do it, I think it's, if I were, you know, if I, when I grow and I have more than one crew out there, um, I will have one crew on one job from start to finish. Yeah, just have them do everything. Right, because yep. it, it'd be hard for somebody to prep the floor that's there, knows where to, you know, and it's not hard to look at the garage and where you need to go. You know, you're, it's essentially painting the floor. Right. But it's just the fact where these guys are already here. Well, I can get these guys started over yep. here. So. And they'll learn everything. That's right. the other thing. Right. They can yeah, learn you, how I don't, to do I don't want these guys just to know how to prep the floor. And these guys know how to because if something yeah. if something if because, a guy falls because yeah. let's say I get a thirty thousand square foot building right I can't just have two or three guys on that job you got to have all all hands on deck I, exactly so I need everyone I, I would need everyone needs to know how to do everything yeah, yeah. so so I kind of want to ask you a two part question so you went on this route that's completely different route than what most kids do you went out on your own you started working went into the you went into the trades essentially right and uh, how long have you been in business, Rotor Epoxy? Uh, about four months. If you don't mind me asking, what's your what's your sales up to this point so far? Uh, I've hit total sales, um, done about sixty two thousand. Sixty two thousand in four months. Correct. Do you think that this 
route is the more that more young people are going to start going down this route. And do you think it's the better route versus college nowadays? Well, because of this, we always talk about our generation, you know, not a lot of people are up for, it's hard to have people go out and do labor. You know, it's a lot of people like to sit on the desk and which is fine. You can make a lot of money working from home or being a computer guy, you know, but, um, I think if you're eager to go out and do stuff and work with your hands, I definitely think trade is the way to go. Um, I don't think people got the stigma of you have to go to college to be successful. You have to go get a go to school, get a good job, you get know, a degree, get, get a, good a degree, job. exactly. And you you just you don't. You don't. I'm not saying I'm a very wealthy guy by any means, but I look at Dennis, who's a very good motivational role model. You know, very motivating guy where. He didn't go to school, and he has a company that's doing, when I left, was $1.2, $1.2 million in a year, and he's going to exceed that this year. It's learning that skill that's so right. needed. Right. Yeah. That's right. so valuable. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and, it, and, and it's, not, it's not just that. I mean, there aren't enough plumbers. There aren't enough electricians. There aren't enough dirt guys doing dirt work. There, there's not enough anything. You know, when, when we were in school, every teacher pushed you to go go get a degree, go to college, mm-hmm. go do this. It's like... I remember so vividly. I'll remember to the day I die. There was... I told my teacher that I was going to just go into farming and start farming. And they were telling me, Sawyer, you got you to gotta go to college. Just get a yeah. degree just in case. Just in case. Get right. a degree. Right. Just in case. You got a backup plan. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And I was like, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm going to do they, this. They just push it so hard on you. But then they went and got a degree. And granted, got to have teachers. I think they deserve to be paid more. Yeah, I, I, do. I agree. I do. And but I also think it shouldn't be so damn easy to become a teacher either. We need better teachers. Right. If you want to be a paid more, you need to be a better. Because I'm not going to sit here and lie. There are some teachers out there that don't have any business teaching. No. I, I I've agree. had teachers like that. I agree. And I'm not going to name names, but that's yeah. the truth. There are some really good teachers, yeah. though. But, but what I was getting at is... <laughs> Sorry, I went on a little tangent. <laughs> no, don't hold back. <laughs> but I'm serious. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. But what I was getting at is, you know, I am i didn't get a degree. I didn't come back and teach. Or I didn't go get an office job or something like that. I didn't go waste my money on college. And I'm doing better than... I'm doing better than some teachers are doing, you know, I'm doing better than some people that are get out of or 60, 65, 70, 80 grand in debt from college and go get an office job mm-hmm. making starting out at 35, 40 grand a year. It's yep. like, yeah. And here's the other thing you took, you took money out. You took a business loan out right. to get this thing going. Right. But you put your money into something that's going to give you a return yeah. instantly. Right. You go take the student loans out. You're not seeing that return for years. Right. You got to at least wait four years to go into the workforce unless you do even more college. And even then... And then Sally Mae is going to be your best friend for like 10 years. Yeah. And even then, you got to pay down that debt. Long, long, long time. You started this business and you already are like churning money. You're going to have uh, this... I mean, the my sales this year have way exceeded what my loan was. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, in all, in all honesty, I could... You know, next week I could go pay off that loan, but it's it's there for cushion. Yeah, you know, yeah it's there right. for a reason. There if you need it. Exactly. So, yep. but 
It's yeah, and the bank had no problem. I literally I walked into the local bank, didn't make a meeting. I said, hey, I'm just kind of interested in starting a business. I'd like to talk to somebody about getting a small business loan. They sent me right over to the president of the bank, and she asked what my idea was, and she said, okay, here you go. I think yeah, it they was, are it craving was, young people. It was, the, yep. it was the easiest thing I've had to do with the banking. And that's what we've talked about this so many times. It is so important for young people, wherever you end up settling, you need to have a relationship with a local bank. I don't care if you, I don't care if you borrow money to start with, but you need to know a banker at a bank, have a relationship with them, have them know who you are. I mean, I walk into the bank and they're like, Oh, Hey Matt, how's it going? You know, yep. like I know them by name. They know me. And you wouldn't get that if you went to Bank of America or you went to Wells Fargo or Bank of the West or whoever the hell. Hey, that's sir. the power, sir. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah, that's the power of having local bank, mm-hmm. having people that because they're invested in you because you're investing in the local community, and that's it's important. Yeah, I mean the underlining reason I brought that question up and asked you that was I just feel like we're heading to a time that there's going to be so much demand needed for trades for people to do work with their hands and if you are a young girl guy out there that wants to work with their hands or is interested in it Matt is a testament to somebody that knew nothing about a trade didn't go to trade school went to a guy that's doing the thing that he ended up now is doing for himself learned, learned it. everything about that business and now is succeeding on his own because he just took the bull by the horns yeah he basically so you started working for him three years ago two and a half three um, years ago yeah yeah so basically he gave you've given yourself a degree a college ed, a, a trade school education right is what you did right you asked the questions except, you learned the business i didn't pay for it. right he yeah. paid you right. to teach you got paid to learn how a trade business. exactly and that's the difference yeah and that's powerful and the, the hard thing with my business is it's not a need like every other trade you know you need plumbers you need electricians mine is a, a want. is a want it is it, it's a want people but in today's society, people want their houses to look good, and yeah. a garage has become just another room extension. In the house. It's it's like there's a shown living room yeah. part two is there, what it is. There's shown people there's, have people have bars in there. They have TVs up there. They have you know like sometimes full kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, or it's if just, you're a guy that just likes working on your car, right? It's still just as important because right. you spend that much time out exactly. there. Exactly. It's just, it's seriously just another room of the house yep. where you spend a lot of time out in your garage. And, yep today um what you were talking about about need for this so yeah i was just gonna say i encourage anybody out there that's got that interest this is a really good path that you could go down if you find the right person and show some freaking initiative yeah that's all i'm saying if you show you got some grit yes you're gonna take initiative you're gonna work hard you're gonna eager to learn right you're gonna ask the questions that need to be asked you can you can make it, you can succeed. Yeah. And it's, not, it's not just, um, when I started working for Dennis, I had no intention of starting my own business. None. Cause he was treating me very well. But even, even if you don't want to start your own business, going to go work for a trade, you can still make a great living. I mean, I know people that work for their linemen. They, they work for yeah. Lion Energy here in town that do very well for themselves. They don't own it. Yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. just, they work hard. They get the job done and they get rewarded. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, along your lines, what you're talking about, the need for these people. Um, yesterday when 
Zion was talking, he had a statistic that I want to say by 2025, because the demographics, so the baby boomers, baby boomers are retiring and your generation is a lot smaller and the generation coming into the workforce, a lot smaller. By 2025, the difference between that generation and the generation coming in, we're going to be 400,000 workers short. So when you talk about supply chain, part of that is they're just, everybody's like, can't find anybody to work, can't find any work. And the easy thing that we say, and I say this as well, hell, nobody wants to work. And that's part of it. But part of it is physically there's going to be 400,000 fewer people looking for a job than people retiring. And by 2030, it will be 700,000. And then it's like, it's like 15 years before the next generation comes that's bigger than the one retiring, which we're one of the few countries in the world where our demographics kind of go like this. Most, most developed countries, the demographics go like this. In other words, it used to always be that at the top of your pyramid, you had a few people that were old because people didn't live very long. And it was just a constant V, inverted V, because there was always more people at the bottom because people had lots of kids because kids are cheap labor. <laughs> and there was always more kids. So there was always more people coming. That's the whole That's the whole Ponzi scheme of Social Security. The idea of Social Security was, well, it's easy. We're going we're gonna to have the young people pay some money in to take care of the old people because there's always going to be less old people and there's always going to be more young people coming in. Well, guess what? That didn't happen. Everybody moved off the farms and you don't need 10 kids when you don't have any hay to bail. And so people started having less kids. Well, now then, most developed countries, it's the other way. And so there are not enough people coming into the workforce to take these jobs. And I say all that to say the essential things that have got to get done in a society to run, which is the plumbing, the electrical, all of the trades, there are not going to be enough people to do that. So those trades are going to pay incredibly well. Yeah. So if you are somebody... And it's not like... The other thing is, there's a lot of guys in that are your age. You're one of these people. Yep. Do it yourself. Yep. My generation, no. there's not a lot of guys that even know how to do it yourself. Right. So even that's going to go down too. Yeah. So you're going to... Those people are going to need... They're going to need a plumber. They're right. not even going to attempt to know nope. themselves. No, and, and the other great thing about it is exactly what you ran into. And Dennis isn't, a, he's not an old, he's not that old uh, a guy, is he? Dennis is early 30s. Yeah, he, so, so he's, he's not. He's a young guy. He's a young guy. But so many plumbers, electricians, et cetera, that I talk to that are my age, if they had somebody that was like you that asked a lot of questions and actually called them when they were at the shop wanting that job interview, they would fall all over themselves to teach that kid everything they knew to get them up to speed. Like, they want to teach the next generation. Right. They want to show people how to do it. So that's another, what, that's another thing that I could say is, like, from my experience, not knowing anything how to do this epoxy work, if you if something doesn't have to, like, interest you, if you want to go make good money and just try it out, I mean, you don't have to know how to do a, a plumbing. You don't know how or electrical work. You don't have to you don't have to know how to do the trade work. They will teach you. Yep. So, yeah, and pay you, pay you and while pay you're, you yeah, while you're learning. Don't be afraid to yeah, just because you don't know how to do or you don't know anything about electrical work, they will teach you and they will make sure that you're safe about it. Mm -hmm. Think back. What is one thing 
that you wish somebody would have taught you or told you growing up that you didn't know that you wish you knew now or you wish you would have learned growing up? Honestly, um, what to do with money. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a wealthy man again. I mean, nothing like that. But when you have leftover money, what do I do with it? Do you just let it sit in your savings account or do you go invest it in Honestly, listening to the Barn Talk show, you guys have not. I know you don't give out. It's fi- not financial. I know advice. you don't give out financial advice or anything, but I I take that in, and it's like, huh? I will think about. Hey, I have an extra twenty bucks at the end of the week that I could throw into Tesla or started a Roth IRA. You know, something. Yeah, like something. That. So, um, really, it's just the kind of thing of like, hey, when you do kind of see some success, what do you what do you do with it? You know, how do I make more? That's yeah, make I never, that money work I, for I, you. I was never, yeah, I never got taught anything about, you know, you go get a job, you receive a paycheck, you go buy a nice house, you go get a new car, you know, yeah. something like that. Becoming a consumer. Right. <laughs> that's what they <laughs> yeah. want. They want you to become yeah. a consumer. That's, that's what I was taught. No, like yeah. I, I'm a, I would agree on that. They don't teach you shit in no, school. No, I, I, You don't learn anything about money, and money, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, is such an essential part of living on this planet. It, you have to make money to live. And if you want, a, a, I always say, if you want a 1% life, you got to do what 99% of people don't do. Right. And that comes down to financial literacy, literacy, yeah. knowing what to do with your money to make you more money is so essential to getting to that, the dream life you want, essentially. I mean, it is. Yeah. And I never, I never got taught how to pay a bill. I never mm-hmm. got taught how to go get a loan. What I need to take to go get a loan. It's almost you know? like they want you to stay <laughs> broke. Well, they want you. The, the, they our want society you to is be a consumer. consumer. All righty, folks. Well, this is a little different. This looks a little weird. This is truly a father son podcast. Here we got our two hosts, one shot. What the hell's going on? You might be thinking, but five minutes later, <laughs> uh, we had some technical difficulties. These freaking cameras, I tell you what. I think one of our cameras is having an overheating problem. And so it shut off at about an hour and six minutes in. So if you had any black screen of Torque talking and you couldn't see his pretty face, just know that we got on top of it as soon as we could. And now we're here and we're going to share a shot the rest of of this episode because we're not going to mess around with that camera. Fuck that camera right now. I'm, I'm pissed off about it. With my stellar editing skills, you most of you won't even notice that we had any hiccups at all, other than the fact that now you realize how small I really am compared to my <laughs> youngest son. You got to be a self-starter. I mean, you've got to be motivated to run your own business because at the end of the day, it's just like people always make the example when you go to college, the difference when you go to college is nobody's there to make you get out of bed and actually go to school. And that that uh, that stumps a few kids. Right. But when you start your own business, you got to return the calls. You got to get up every day. You got to hook onto that trailer and go. So what motivates you? What keeps you headed down the tracks? Oh, man. Um, really, it's just, uh, you know, Sawyer and our friend group talk about this all the time, but it's the generational wealth. Um, I want, Sawyer says this all the time. He wants his grandkids, his grandkids to know who he was. So leaving that legacy behind would be awesome. It would be huge for, huge for me um, saying, hey, uh, 
Grandpa Matt and Grandpa Kyle, or Uncle Kyle, went off together and started this company and killed it. And I'm here today because of what they did. You know, so that that's a big thing that drives me. Also, it's just the the self awareness, self confidence of myself, where it's like, you know, I want to do good. I want to I want to be able to go and hey, want to go on vacation? You know, to my wife someday. I want to you want to go to up to Hawaii for the week and just make that decision. You know, um, it's not just money motivation. You know, I'm not just money hungry all the time. It's just the fact of you kind of have your own freedom of having your own business, you get to choose your hours, you get to choose how much you want to do, what you want to do. Um, so just that aspect of being able to go go do what you want to do and love what you do every day really motiva- motivates me to get up and get after it. What is your, what's some advice that you would give uh, to some guy out there or girl out there that wants to start their own business? Do it. Do it. Do it. That easy. You know, Learn as you go. Right. Yeah. I don't know everything about business. Business side, man, that's tough. That's, that's, I mean, that's not my bread and butter. My bread and butter is going and laying epoxy out on the floor. Um, the business side of things is tough. So really learn um, the QuickBooks or whatever you're going to use for um, your financial side of the business. That's a huge, huge part. You don't want taxes to come in at the end of the year and not have enough money to pay that in or all that. But honestly, just go do it because if you don't, you'll regret it. Um, if if I never started my own business in 30 years, 20 years down the road, if I was still working for Dennis, making a good living, um, I would have been like, what what could have ha- what could have it been if if I would have started it? And if I never did, I would regret it. So just don't regret it. If Best advice for you is just do it. I, mm-hmm. Figure it out and yeah. learn as you go. Yeah. Yep. If, if it's what you want, do it. So uh, all work and no play makes a very dull boy. So what what do you like doing when you aren't when you aren't working? Well, I uh, I actually spoiled myself a few few months back. Um, I was working really hard with Dennis and all that, and saved up some money, so I went and bought a four wheeler. So nice. four wheeling is really fun for me. Like I like to do that. Love to fish, um, being out on the lake on a boat, you know, being with friends, drinking some brews. I mean, that's really what I enjoy doing. Um, my dad actually, he teaches in the summer or teaches in the school time. And then in the summer he runs his own lawn care business type thing. And so, so if I'm not working on epoxy, I'm out mowing with dad and I do it's, I enjoy it. Um, it's something to get me close with my dad and something that we do together. Kind of like how you guys do the podcast and farm together. It's, I go mow lawns with my dad. So nice. Yeah. Being out with friends, fishing, four wheeling, you know, that's what I like to do. What's the, uh, what is the favorite rotary epoxy, uh, 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 fast food or gas station uh, lunch. Quick Star. Quick Star is the best. Or what's what's your favorite item? Oh man, what's those your go to lunch? Bosco sticks from Quick Star are nuts. I like those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to walk through that sales call from the other day uh, that we talked about yesterday because yeah. I think it's just a really good. You handled it so well, yeah. and I, you know the question was a hard question that you got from a customer. And I would kind of, I kind of want to just talk it, talk it through with people because 
I don't know. I, I was, when you asked, when you said that question, I, in my own head was like, man, I, I don't even know what I would say. Right. And so I think it's just a good teachable moment for people out there. Uh, um, um, so I, I, I went up Monday to do a, an estimate, Iowa city, um, for this gentleman and he wanted his garage floor done and gave him an estimate, gave him a bid. Well, yesterday he actually called me and he said, Hey, I got another bid from another company up here. Um, it was the exact same price of your bid versus theirs was the exact same price. Um, you guys explain the process of being the same. You grind the floor, you'll put a polyspartic top coat on it, all, all the shenanigans. And he said, why should I choose you instead of him that has been in business for six, seven years and you, you're a new guy doing this. And then he kind of stirred off and said, how new are you? So right then and there, I was kind of like, well, he knows from the other business that I'm new because they, they probably told them, Hey, he's a newer guy. Um, I don't know if I'd go with him because we've been around for six, seven years. So right then and there, I know that that company is kind of aware of me. I'd like to think. Um, and so he asked me and then he kind of asked about my background where I was with Hensley and all that. So I told him the kind of the story and whatever, but so then he said, why should I go with you rather than this, this other company that's been around? And I, kind of used starting my own company and being small to my advantage here. I said, um, you know, with this other company, um, they're established and they have people that are working for them. And I said, um, they're just there kind of to collect a paycheck. Um, they're there to work hard and, you know, do the floor and everything, but they're there to collect the paycheck and the owner won't be on the floor. And then I came back with me. If you come with me, the owner of rotor epoxy will be on your floor the entire time. And we go in there and we treat it like it's our own. I think, and he ended up choosing me. He went with me. So I got the job, but he, uh, I think he kind of noticed I was a younger guy starting out. And I think he kind of wanted to help out as well. And he, he liked the fact that the younger, cause he was an older guy. So yeah. he liked the fact that a young generation kid is coming in and trying to make a living, you know? So I think he put that into factor of why he chose me. I think that's a great answer. I yeah. think that was the best answer you could have given is that the owner is going to be on your floor. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's. And it, it just came out of me. You know, I didn't. Yeah. You didn't even skip a beat. No, I didn't. Miss a beat. Sorry. Right. I didn't. Um, I was under pressure and it, I just said it. I don't know what urged me to say it. I think it's just the experience of being around um, at my old job, you know, being around um, my boss making sales and kind of picking up on what he's saying because he's a very successful guy. So, um like if it kind of comes back, comes back to ask questions, be aware of what's going on and, you know, be eager to learn. So those little tactics that my boss did, I'm kind of putting that into my, my own spin and wheel things. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, it's, it's always, it's always interesting. I think, I think you had the job because I don't think that guy would have called you. I think that the fact that he called you and that's something to keep in mind when you get a call like that, that guy was looking for a reason to go with you. Right. He just wanted you to make him feel better about the decision that right. he'd already made. Right. So, and you, you gave him the right answer. I hope so. I yeah. mean, I, he decided to go with me. So I got that job coming up now. Which... So what's the, what's the future? What's your, what's your goal? What's your goal five years from now? Where do you want, where do you want to be? I want an office up in the, 
Iowa City, North Liberty, Tiffin area. Excuse me. Um, I want an office up there or a shop or something like that. And um, I don't want to live up there. I'm not a big fan of the big city, but a lot of work is yeah. in the big city and the developing areas such as Tiffin and North Liberty. And, um, you know, new homes are going up every day. So the whole goal is to just broaden the, the company, make it bigger, um, having a specific location where people can come in and have like a own personal showroom that they can come see and choose colors and what they want. So, yep. That's a good, that's a good goal to have. Yeah. I don't think it's unrealistic either, you know? So it's something where I feel like I can, I can reach that goal and mm -hmm. do that. I don't think it's an unrealistic goal. No, not. I think you're spot on. I think that you can go as far as you want to take it. Uh, I was going to ask or just say another cool thing that Matt has that your old boss doesn't really have up in his area is, you know, we were talking about this before you started your company, but we need all, there's a bunch of ag guys out here right? in Southeast Iowa. We all got these hog barns and we got these feeder pads and these slats that need epoxied to rebuild the concrete mm -hmm. and make them good so that our stuff lasts. And I know you don't have a ton of experience with that, but you're going to learn. You said you're going to start learning how to do it. Yeah. And I'm just saying there's a lot of hog farmers on this show or that listen to the show and farmers that listen to the show. And if you got hog barns or you're a cattle guy or you got some concrete work that needs patched eventually, I think Matt's going to be able to do that too. So in, I don't know what, a couple months, you're going to come and epoxy up my feeder pads right. up so in my place. I got a. I got my distributor that I get all my product from has done this before. Mm -hmm. So he's actually, when we decide to do yours, he's going to come down with me and help me out be on the job site and kind of walk me through how to do it. So even though that I started my own company, I'm still learning. There are still things to learn in this epoxy business. So this is a side where I haven't been a part of, but I really want to, I really want to get into it, especially being in the area that we are. I think it's a great opportunity to, Really great way to broaden your company even right, more. Right, mm -hmm. right, and grow it and expand it. And I, I think it'd be a great, great opportunity for me to do that. Yeah, and so that's also going to be probably documented on this. We'll do Farm YouTube channel if you're not following. We'll probably show the whole process of Matt epoxy and our feeder pads. So if you're a farmer out there that needs some epoxy and you want to see that, it'll probably be on the channel in a couple months. So, but what's uh, what's your favorite barbecue meat? to smoke i know hey you forgot that out of your hobbies you love smoking oh, yeah, meat man yeah, you're a grill master uh yeah it's something that another thing that my dad got me into he's big into it so trigger love the trigger pellet grills easy so easy it is Just easy. go in there flip the switch put it to the temp you want go inside prep your meat get it on the grill smoker smoke it so are you a brisket guy or what's your what's your What's the best? What do you like the best? I love brisket. Don't get me wrong, but I really like a nice pulled pork sandwich. Oh gosh, he's buttering us up. No, 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 no. It, it's yeah, it is hard it, to beat. Yeah, if you can get a good, a good pulled pork sandwich that has the has that nice crust on oh, it on yeah. the ends, but nice and tender on the inside. I mean, so what do you use for talk, a binder? Talk dirty to me. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making my mouth water. Yeah. <laughs> or do you use a binder? I do use a binder. Do you um, not want to say? Is it a secret? Well, 
I think you know. I'll tell you what. I'll tell I, you I mine. I know what yours is. Oh, okay. I All know right. what yours is. Okay. I, I did start off with just the mustard. Yep. I did. And then I kind of started mixing um, wash your sister sauce, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and kind of combined both of those to, you know, that, oh, that yeah. gets you kind of a smoky flavor. But then you gave me an idea. Yeah. Because you were talking to me and I was like, hmm. Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. I, so they, I, didn't, I didn't know if you wanted to give it up. Oh, no, that's fine. So, yeah, so yeah. I uh, I saw, I and I, I didn't come up with it. I okay. saw a guy on TikTok that used it and gotcha. swore by it. So, and we had a bottle of Chick-fil-A sauce, and It makes I like the it. world a difference. I it do does, too. I because it good. has that, like, tangy barbecue flavor with yeah. it. Yeah. So you can actually kind of taste it when you smoke it, yeah. even if you smoke it for 12 hours. But Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's my new, that's my go-to now is the, the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. No, you can't beat it. Right. I've kind of gotten, uh, I've kind of gone to just doing pulled pork. Pork butt. I like the pork loins. <sighs> yeah, I do too. Oh, uh, ribs. Ribs are probably the best thing that I smoke on the grill are my ribs. Yeah, I just don't do them much because, I don't, I don't know, to me it's too much work. I get it. But um, I haven't done many. I've kind of gotten out of doing brisket because when I started, brisket's kind of like the end-all, be-all, like, oh, yeah, brisket. And it is good, but gosh dang, you got to really plan ahead and you got to think about, okay, who, well. Who are you feeding? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. gosh, it takes so darn long. And at the end of the day, pork butt, it, it still takes a while, but it's easier and it's you can you can bag it, freeze it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it there. lasts forever. Yeah. What about your favorite blackstone item? Because you got a you got a blackstone flat top, yeah, right? That what's, was a new that was a new purchase was the blackstone. Yeah, what's what's your favorite things to do on there? Because I know you're you got you love yeah. that damn thing. Phillies are cool on there. Philly yeah. cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks are fun. Um, I love doing breakfast on there. I do a nice breakfast bagel sandwich with uh, hash browns, eggs, bacon on a bagel bun. And then I got a secret sauce for that. that maybe I can tell you off camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, yeah, from the, from my friends, the other, my other, our other friends, Matt and I have, uh, that we share, uh, you were kind of like the, you were kind of like the grill master up at, in, in, in Ames, right, because was, you were living up there while you were doing concrete correct, for Hensley, and correct. so you were kind of still living with the boys up there, and you you know you were working and shit, but you would fire up the breakfast, yeah. you would make all the breakfast uh, Sunday morning after uh, night out on the town, you know, had some buddies like Matt, you awake, <laughs> you know, <laughs> want to go to the store quick and grab some eggs and bacon and fire up the the griddle I'm like. Yeah, let's go. You know. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I was kind of the, kind of the guy to wake up the next morning and have breakfast made for everybody. And, hey, that's an important job. Yeah, yeah. You're practicing for when you have kids. Yeah, there was there was one time. Oh, you know, my roommates at the time give me shit to this day. We were, we were out at the bar. It was like eight oh one day. So up in Ames, eight oh one day, you start drinking at eight oh one in the morning, and it's it's the day before the Saturday before classes start. Anyways, you know, you start drinking at eight in the morning, and then by the time it's, it's ten o'clock at the bar, you know, ten at ten at night at the bar after drinking all day, and um, I'm going around saying, "Hey, breakfast at my house tomorrow. I got a Blackstone. Breakfast at my house tomorrow. Be there, you know." So we wake up Sunday morning. There's like twenty five people at our house, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, "What the hell?" You know, and 
everyone's looking at me because they're like, you invited them. You know, you were going around last night saying, hey, breakfast at my place, come. So I ended up cooking for like 25 people. And by the time I was done cooking, I went to go get my own breakfast and there was like two eggs left. That was it. <laughs> Hardly got to eat. <laughs> so it was my fault. My fault. It's a good way to like people to like you. I guess. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, beer? Alcoholic beverage. Oh, man, dude. You had to pick one. Probably just go with the trusty old Bush Light. Bush Light. Yeah. You had some Arnold Palmer's on the... Yeah, yesterday in the boat, what? they had these spiked Arnold Palmer's. Holy shit, those half, are dangerous. Half lemonade, half iced tea. Oh, yeah, that was good. I recommend if you my brother, like Arnold My brother Palmer. Kyle told me to go get those. He says they're perfect on the boat. I'm like, all right. I tried one, and I was like... Tastes just like tea. Yeah. Like, just like an good. Arnold. You have no idea there's alcohol in that. No way. That's deadly. Good. It's That's deadly. Good. Matt, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yeah, We're going to have you man. on again because you're a friend of the show and we want to follow your success with Rotor Epoxy. If you guys want to get any epoxy work done or you just want to support our guy here, go. We'll have all the links in the description. Go like his Facebook page. Give him a call if you need some business. Go leave go, a review. Leave a review yeah. on Google. Yeah. Leave a review on Facebook. Just help him out any way you can. He's a friend of the show. He's a friend of ours. He's a hard ass working dude. He's a good with people. He's trying to make a living. He's a young hustler. So support him. Go support him, guys. Thanks, sword. All right. So with that being said, guys, we appreciate all the support. Love you guys. Thanks for every thanks for all thanks for all the reviews. Pay the fee. We'll see you back here next Friday.